Hello, this is Mark Snowden, and you've reached my podcast. I call this one, Why Your Church Field is a Gold Mine. Now, what if gold were discovered on your church's property? You'd mobilize your church to begin hiring diggers, or you'd do it yourself. Um, yes, something more precious than gold lies just beyond your church property, and that's people that don't have a relationship with Jesus. We call those lost people. This is all for the Kaaba churches that don't think you can start a church. Now, some churches are like elephants and take years to give birth one at a time. Others are like rabbits and multiply like, well, rabbits with multiple offspring in every litter. You can be a mule church, but all mules are sterile. And I got that from missionary training at the International Mission Board. It's good to be a church wanting to plant a church. It's great if you have church members actively planting several churches simultaneously. Hope you caught the difference between good and great on that. Um, it's Jim Collins would, would want me to point that out. It's good to be a church wanting to, wanting to plant a church, but it's great if you have church members actively planting several churches simultaneously. When I trained 19 lay people to start churches in Missouri without any funding, within 90 days, they started a biker church and a Hispanic church. Another church began actively evangelizing to start a new small group that would start a new church. When your church turns outward and wants to impact the culture, the church is guaranteed to have the Holy Spirit empowering its efforts. Look no further than Acts 1.8. After training a group of leaders in South Carolina not too long ago, one pastor took the concept that I had been teaching to his church. They refused to do anything but maintain the status quo. This pastor was very frustrated. To his credit, the pastor reached out and another church took him in as their minister of outreach. Within a month, he brought several men from his church to evangelize an apartment complex and they've started a new small group that is well on its way to becoming a new church. Curtis Sargent is a mission strategist that I have worked with for years. I really love Curtis. And he defined what you should be looking for that's receptive in, in your community in order to get a small group going that can become a church. He looked no further than Luke chapter 10 where it talks about a house of peace. And Jesus said, when you go out, let your peace stay with one house. Don't be moving around. Curtis identified three R's. They're receptive. They have some type of a reputation and they recommend you to others. Cornelius in Acts 10, for example, welcomed Peter into his house. Waiting for Peter's message were his family, his friends, and even some that he commanded. They were a network, a circle of influence. Tom Wolfe, while he was teaching um, at Gateway Seminary, which was called uh, Golden Gate Baptist Theological Seminary, wrote a paper on oikos evangelism. Oikos is the Greek word for household. We must see individuals who are lost as a part of a larger network of lostness. They work with people, belong to a family, and hang out from time to time with others. These relationships are like a gold mine with multiple seams of valuable ore running off in different directions. 
Now, William Carey, who was the father of modern missions, told his church in Great Britain to, quote, hold the ropes, quote. Now, we often hear that used in prayer support, hold the ropes. However, William Carey went on to add, hold the ropes as I descend into the gold mine that is the people of India. Do you see the lost people of your community as a gold mine? Curtis Sargent once said, the resources are in the harvest. Wow. You may have found a gold nugget in a lost person, but where did that nugget come from? And how can that whole seam of relationships be mined with the gospel? Get ready to yell Eureka when churches begin to be started and nurtured by those you are leading.